Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio's Way Back When History Show. Today, we welcome back Glenn Burroughs. You know him. He's a family history expert and tour guide and owner of Norfolk Tours in England. And if you are digging up your family, I was going to say your family's dirt, call Glenn. <laughs> it's, it's ancestral dirt. Uh, no, but Glenn really does take uh, people all around England to research their family history and often to the sites where their families have you know been whether they've been born in a certain church maybe fought in world war ii um, all kinds of unique places so i encourage you to go to his website norfolk-tours.co.uk now today he's joining us to talk about historic ships of england two specific Mm -hmm. ones the mary rose and the victory the hms victory his articles up in the history section of blend radio and tv.com and will be uh, featured in our upcoming issue of way back when history magazine so welcome back glenn how are you hello yeah i'm good thanks had a busy few days but uh, yeah all back to normal now Oh, busy, but it's been it's been busy really more family history uh, tours lately, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. I've had um, I've had two lovely couples over from America, and we've been doing some real tours all over the country. So it's been great fun. Ah, you see, know, so go ahead. I was just going to say, I think one day, Glenn, you're going to end up taking somebody on a tour that turns out to be related to you. I've already done that. Oh well, you have. Yeah, wow. I, I had a lady contact me some a few years ago now, and I, um, I traced her family back a bit further than she had, and we sat in a church in the middle of Norfolk, and uh-huh. the man was born in 1774, I believe, and his elder sister was born just before him. Um, so I said, you know, this is where... Sarah, I think her name was, Sarah was born here in such a year, and Edmund was born here in 1774. I said, and you know all about Sarah's family. I said, well, Edmund had a daughter called Lydia. Uh, Lydia had a a son called Edmund, and Edmund had a son called Edmund, and then Edmund had a son called Bertie, and Bertie had a daughter called Audrey, Audrey had a son called Glyn and he had a son called Edmund. So wow. we were we were actually literally cousins. We were blood wow. relatives. And and that was that was an amazing moment. Because, that's wild. Yeah. This is what's so wow. interesting about this, cool. you know, the family history is you yeah. bump into these, you know, small world, you well, know, situations. It's awesome. There was yet another one. This one of the couples I've just had over in July. This lady's family um, was in my local town 
And when I dug a little bit further back on her family history, um, it turned that one of the couples actually came from the village that I came from. Wow. And when I dug a little bit further, I found that in 1778, they were actually living next door to my ancestors. So wow. our, our ancestors used to live next door to each other. And there she wow. is living in That's Kentucky. weird, Glenn. She's That's living weird. in Kentucky. That's and there's awesome. me living in Norfolk. And our blood ancestors live next door to each other. And there we stood. We stood on the village green looking at the cottages because they still exist. Wow. And that, that cottage was where wow. I was taken into when I was a baby, because that's where my parents lived until I was one. And wow. that cottage was next door to the cottage where her ancestors lived. So no, it's weird. I mean, it's good weird, but that's I mean, that great. is, that mm. is, um, yeah. wow. that was meant to be, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's oh, yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's six so degrees cool. of separations, you know, whatever they say that <laughs> it's, it's more like closeness, you know, when, oh, yeah. when you have those kind of those kind of moments. Well, you know, speaking of family history, when we, you know, we were talking about ships last month, we were talking about the Royal Tour of England. Yeah. And everyone that story is up on nationalparktraveling.com, all the royal sites. And we started talking about ships and um, mm. also because obviously the royalty is very involved with what, you know, the ships going out to conquer the world. And at the same time, um, you were talking about in your article uh, that's up now about the Mary Rose and the victory, about what the conditions were like. And so yeah. it does tie back to family history, I think, especially for uh, Americans over here. I, well, yeah. now, if your family was black slavery, that's re those conditions were really bad. And um, those were like just... You know, it's amazing to think that you'd even want to survive after going through all of that, you know. And yeah. I mean, when, when you see some of the um, some of the pictures that showed what the slave ships were like, um, mm. it, it's just unbelievable because they it basically is. they basically gave each person enough room to barely lay down. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, wow. so although although there was obviously cramped conditions on ships for everybody who traveled across the Atlantic. Mm. If you were in a slave ship, you, you just didn't have any room. You know, it yeah. was it was just too much. But mm. you know, and that's without all you got to think about is just the room. Okay, so you might have to sit up, but you've also got to take into consideration the mm. lack of air, mm -hmm. the lack of food and water, and the smell and the heat. And we're rats. back to the party, the party thing rats. again. You know there were rats on the ship. Well, yeah, there wouldn't be any room for the rats. You know, the rats, <laughs> would, the rats would be the least of your problems. Um, wow. You know, living down for for anybody who went across the Atlantic, you know, even before, shall we say, before eighteen fifty, anyone who went across the Atlantic before eighteen fifty did not have a comfortable journey. Mm. You know. And the people who went over in the 1600s, that I, I, you imagine going over the Atlantic and it, it would be a little tiny you know, boat be going like that. You, you know, know, it would not have been nice. They were pretty brave, really, when you think about it. Yeah, but, I mean, I, just think about it. They would be yeah. pretty brave if they knew where they were going and what they were going to and how long exactly. it was going to take them. Can you imagine going over there, not knowing really what mm -hmm. it was going to be like, 
and you didn't really know how long it was going to take you. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> bravery really didn't come into it. Stupidity. Yeah. Done, but, <laughs> you know. Naivety, naivety. <laughs> oh, no, or just adventuresome spirit. Yeah, so. but you're going for a reason. You know, yeah, like exactly. I think I soldiers. Think, yeah. I think, I think the, the, the main thing is that these people were escaping. And that yes. is... That, that also ties up with today, where mm -hmm. we have lots of immigration due to people escaping from what they're escaping from. Mm -hmm. And it was the same sort of thing. You know, people were escaping from either religious persecution mm -hmm. or for any other reasons. And they thought that the better option was to get in a little tiny wooden boat and sail across the Atlantic to get away from what they were experiencing. Well, that's the same thing as mm. what we're experiencing today, where people think that it's a good idea to get in the back of a lorry and travel mm. across the English Channel to escape from what they're escaping from. It's exactly yeah. the same thing. Um, we just, yeah, we just had a truck um, with about 30, 40, I think, immigrants yeah. in it, and they all died from heat exhaustion because- exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's like really this day. Well, the age. people that bring them over, it's actually human trafficking that's going on yeah, as well. It is. It and is. there's yeah. sex trafficking. Mean, the, the whole thing gets crazy. Of And when you look at climate change right now, people are leaving. We did an interview with a lady, Deanne Birch, and she lived up in the Arctic Circle uh, with her husband back in the 70s, I think, 60s or 70s. And we're talking about this island that she was on, this tiny Aleutian island. I'm getting it all wrong where she was. But um, it was, anyway, her book is called Fire and Ice, and it's a memoir about her, her adventures. And it was not living like normal living of what we know today because they were up in the boonies and you're surrounded by ice and you're living on seal suddenly. Everything you know is out the window. Yeah. And they had fires in their little their igloo no, they didn't live in an igloo but others did no others did so I, I said to her well you know that part of alaska way up there at the top you know you got to think about what's happening with climate change are people worried up there and she said there her village that she was on is the first village that had to leave because of climate change mm -hmm. and they had to move them move the town all the way onto the mainland Wow. because of the water coming up now you got to think about that with all the little islands around the world what's happening yeah, yeah. it's a scary thing i mean even think you you guys are on an island you know yeah yeah exactly uh, you know you mm -hmm. might be floating over and saying hi to france a little closer you know <laughs> <laughs> who needs the english channel you're all maybe that's what's going to happen we're all going to reconnect though all the land is going to reconnect at some place but yeah and then a hundred million years later it'll all break up again but but it's but you've got it and this is happening now so there and people have always been nomadic in a way in search of a better quality of life no matter what exactly. it is mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the ships i mean part of that is exploring to find out what are the new places out there and england has got to be you know is and what is the hs by the way for the victory that's more of a warship wasn't it hms it's her majesty or his majesty's her majesty ship. Okay, HMS. Yeah, so he, the victory was a warship that went out. Yes. Really, yes. Wow. I mean, the the most of the ships that you find that are preserved were actually warships, because most of the other ships were broken up and you know reused or what have you. 
I mean, the Mayflower doesn't exist as such. Um, mm -hmm. It was refitted and then broken up and whatever. So I mean, they don't really know what the Mayflower was actually like because there isn't a plan of it. There isn't a drawing, a, a detailed wow. drawing of it. So nobody really mm -hmm. knows the detail of the Mayflower. I mean, they've, they've rebuilt it. They've got a replica of it, what they thought it was like. But they don't really know what it was like because ships from that date don't exist. Mm. You know, apart from the ones that are sunk, like like the Mary Rose, you know, yeah. if you're able able to find another ship from, we'll say, 1620 that sunk, you might be able to find one. But you know, it's unlikely that it's going to be preserved because not many yeah. of them were actually preserved. And the only mm. reason the Mary Rose was preserved was because it ended up in silt. So mm. half of it, half of it survives because it That's ended amazing. up. Yeah, it ended up in silt, so it was sealed in a little cocoon, mm. and the wood and everything else on board really didn't rot because it was um, what do they call it? In, it was it was no oxygen, no no yeah. anything getting to it. Mm -hmm. And a yes. I don't know what it is. Yeah, so it it, it was it was it was pickled under yeah. the water it was yeah. petrified it's not really petrified no 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 it was it was the fact that there was there was yeah. nothing getting to it it was completely sealed yeah and yeah. the the only damage that was done to the ship was basically by the the water and and the the waves and things that ruined the mm. rest of the ship that was still sticking out of the mud wow and you said in your article that you were watching mm. it on tv you know them bringing yeah. hoisting it up and then it fell. Wow. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it it sort of they, they were lifting it up like this in a big cradle, and then suddenly <sighs> it went like that. <sighs> and because something had something had snapped. There's a video of it on online. If you look up the rising of the Mary Rose, there okay. is a video of them actually raising it, and it suddenly went like that, and because oh, something man. snapped. But, and so um, you're watching this. All of England's tuned in to watch this. And if you could hear uh, yeah. everybody at home go, oh, at, once. at the same yeah. time. <laughs> I think that was about, about 1982, I think they raised the oh, Mary wow. Rose. So it was a wow. long while ago. But and she was that. a warship as well. She was a warship. She was Henry VIII's sort of biggest, biggest um, warship at the time. So, um, you know, he, he knew all about that place, that, that ship, because, I mean, that was a really important ship for him. But it went mm. it went down, killing most of the crew, and um, so mm. many of the artifacts were were on on board, and that's that's still there because that well they aren't there now they're in the museum, but they were still there because they it all went down really quickly, and although mm. they did manage to get some of the stuff out, you know obviously during the fifteen forties, what you could do was. You could go down in, a, I suppose you could, I don't know whether they had diving bells or whether they just held their breath, dived wow. down, tied a rope <laughs> around a cannon and then ho hoisted it up again. But they did wow. used to go down and rescue things off wrecks like cannon because obviously mm. they were very expensive. But they weren't interested in tool chests and, you know, mm. <laughs> yeah, beer, you know. Yeah, well, so that's all still there. <laughs> But it's Everything cool that you could see that and, and the victory, you could see that, you know, then so this was all in one place that you can go to to see both ships, yeah, which is pretty cool. They are they are literally beside each other. 
and and that is the the naval dockyard in Portsmouth, and it's um it's got the the Mary Rose and the Victory plus a, a Victorian um, another uh, naval ship called the Warrior, which is another great ship. It was steam, but it, they still had sail. So it was the trans transition between sail and steam. And again, mm. that's another fantastic ship to look through. I mean, when I went down to the, the bottom of the ship where the engine rooms oh, are, wow. there were banks of great big furnaces. Wow. And, and you could only imagine what it was like to be down there shoveling coal on these furnaces. It must wow. have been totally unbearable down there because not that only are you in in a furnace basically yeah but, but you're completely in that part of the ship you know so it's amazing. it must have been horrendous to be down there and to me you know when i was reading the number of people on these ships i'm like no way i'm not getting on there that's yeah. too many people <laughs> really okay and talking about the the bathroom habits you know because we have to continue our conversation from oh yeah the we love it <laughs> we love the toilet <laughs> listen there's nothing like potty talk and, and toilet humor mm -hmm. and uh, if everyone if you go to nationalparktraveling.com and just uh, type in the search royal tour you'll see the royal tour of of a royal <laughs> toilet um that glenn put in there and then of course mm -hmm. in this article you had to go in and, and find the toilet but like how many, I mean, when you think how many people, so like oh the Mary gosh. Rose and the Victory, like how many people are actually on this ship at one time? And I mean, Crazy. do they only have one toilet? And I mean, does that go out to sea? I mean, the shark is swimming next to it and all of a sudden, oh, hello, here you go. A Women deposit is made to the ocean. I mean, What's going on? <laughs> I mean, there there were toilets on the decks, you know, of, between between the decks. I mean, the, the toilet that's in the picture that I sent for the article is actually Lord Nelson's toilet in his own quarters. So I was quite chuffed to think that I could see the toilet where Lord Nelson sat his little bottom <laughs> when he was out at sea. But, you know, there were toilets, <laughs> there were toilets for the sailors. But I mean, come on, they're all men together. There's the, there's they're a side being of the off ship. the side of the deck exactly. There's the Come side on. of the ship, you know. Yeah. And if you if you had to go, there's always a bucket, you know. So that they wouldn't have worried about toilets for the most most of the sailors. If you got 800 sailors on a ship, oh boy, they're, they're going to be going over the side, aren't they? That's a lot yeah. of buckets. buckets. It, it all has to do with which way <laughs> the wind is blowing. Exactly. I, I think you, I think we all know that. I if you get to the top of the mast, you you really you you're winning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really can't imagine a woman traveling back then on on ships like this. I really with those dresses. Can you imagine I, with those I mean, dresses? Yeah, in the corsets and all the bustles oh, of all the. Oh. I mean, don't forget, don't forget that all these bustles and corsets—they're only really from the 1800s. The earlier hmm. women had much more comfortable clothes. Well, and also, also don't forget. I mean, we're getting to toilet humor and underwear again, but <laughs> ladies. Speaking ladies, of that, we did watch Mrs. Brown. Well, <laughs> yes, we did. Ladies, ladies underwear, um, the, the sort of the slang word for underwear in England is or used to be drawers. Right. Yeah. Because they actually used to be two legs, two separate legs that were drawn together by a piece of string around your waist. 
Like bloomers? No, not like bloomers. Not, not they, bloomers? They were two separate legs. One leg and one leg. Yes. Oh. And they were tied around the waist. So there, there weren't really a problem for ladies because they didn't have to. Oh, so you had an open portion. Yes, an open portion. Yes, you had an open <laughs> portion. <laughs> so, but uh, so, uh, so bloomers <laughs> and, and knickers are really a modern, a very modern. Yeah, well, did, okay, did women clothes. have panties though? Now I'm like, no, oh, boy. no, no panties, no, Knicker, no Just, knickers, no. So it's like wearing a kilt almost. It's just like, like with... no, it's like wearing chaps, like cowboys. Yeah, exactly. that's what I was thinking. Exactly. That that is more or less what they were. They were drawn together. So what's the point, waist. after all, to wear those? I mean, if you, I mean, well, I mean, you have something over it, right? What do you wear in a dress? Well, yeah, you put yeah, a dress so then over what's it. The, what's the point of having the bloomers under the dress if you know you're not having knickers? Well, I think I think the, the whole point about wearing wearing drawers was that you had something on on your legs, you know. Yeah. Okay. Oh well, yeah, because you're cold. I'm thinking it's summer well, out yeah, here, they... and I'm feeling warm. Well, you guys had summer big time in England this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you a know, little warm. That's what it was. Yeah. But we you didn't normally have women on ships apart from when they went to America. Mm -hmm. Obviously, mm -hmm, then yeah. they had to they had to just muck in. Literally, yeah. I mean, it, women women in the 1700s and the 1600s, they were wearing reasonably comfortable clothes. They weren't wearing mm. tight fitting corsets and things like that. It's it's mm. a very it's a very sort of Georgian and Victorian thing when they started wearing these mm. well, for normal people, you know, for for run of the mill. And we were little compared to what we are now. I mean, when you go in the uh, museums and you see the yeah, clothing that's, that's, and the shoes are teeny. Well, I mean, over yeah, here yeah. in the States, Glenn, Glenn, we got big over here. I yeah, mean, England, yeah, yeah. England is a little bit smaller, like, you know, people wise. Because when you get island. over here, we're like Amazon people here. I like, really, you, like we're you, massive. Oh, no, I bet you, we're not allowed to say no, that anymore either. You, you grow to fit Oopsie. the country. Sorry, I did so, not mean to yeah, be rude to the said, Amazon people. You grow to fit the space available. So if you're in the United States, you get bigger feet. If you're Is in England right? on an island, you, you stay a little You've more compact. Got little feet. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I just when I, I'm always fascinated. I, whenever I see the <laughs> when I see the clothes and the, you know the historic displays yeah. of women's clothing and men's because no men, we've. I mean, it's kind of weird because men were almost wearing women's clothes at one point. You know, yeah. it's like, and now you look. I mean, our feet were so much smaller, our waists yeah. were smaller, and it has to do with our diet, too, and what we have more of an abundance now than what we had. You know, you couldn't have meat every single day. Now we yeah. have meat, you know, so we've expanded. It's also exercise. I mean, one of the... One yeah, of the yeah, that's true. One yeah. of the skeletons on board the Mary Rose is really fascinating because by doing the um, deep investigations into the skeletons they were able to ascertain that one of the men who they they found was an archer and the reason mm -hmm. they found he you know bow and arrow if you don't know what an mm -hmm. archer um the reason they found that was because to be an archer one arm has to be a lot stronger than the other bit mm -hmm. and your bones will shell that if that's what you do all your life your oh, bones wow. will shell that and this man's um shoulder was 
so much more developed on one side than it was the other. And they were able to <laughs> ascertain that that was because his the, the connective tissues to his muscles onto his shoulder had to be so much stronger on one side than it was the other, that over the years he developed a much stronger right wow. shoulder blade. And, and hmm. they, they were able to actually show that by the investigations into his skeleton. So he was an archer. Wow. So, you know, it does, it oh. does prove that these people were number one fitness. You know, they were the top of their game because they had to be, hmm. you know, they didn't have to go to the gym. <laughs> I know, I was just thinking, what people buying exercise machines, to someone back then, they must, they, they would have thought that that was absolutely crazy. Well, it is, because, you know, my, yeah. my son, in, my son-in-law is a farmer, he doesn't need to go to the gym, you know, mm. because he's... How many of us buy them and then they become clothes racks in yeah, your bedroom? Exactly. But, you know, uh, people who still do manual labor do not need to go to the gym. It's only right. people because we are so used to sitting on our backsides and sitting talking to one of these things. Or mm. just Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Tapping away on the computer and television. TV. We're, not, we're not actually doing anything. That's why there's so many problems today. And uh, I'm speaking from somebody who is overweight himself, you know, so I'm not preaching to anybody. Yeah, but that but that's not from you just sitting. Those are the cheese scones. <laughs> so the yeah, most, all right, all right. So you're not you're not you're not overweight, overweight. You're not no, I think that the most developed muscle is going to be lifting a drink of some sort. I think so and eating and eating. See, I think I think one thing one thing that we've we've all see this is this is one of the reasons why this article to me sort of brought home so many different things because I haven't had a lot to do with ships until I was lucky enough to go down there this last couple of weeks. And it's by visiting things like this mm. that I then get the idea of what it was like for them. Mm -hmm. You know, to, to be able to walk around the victory, even me, I'm only sure I had to sit like this. I had to, I had to walk like that most of the time because yes. of the beams, because mm -hmm. the between deck is really short. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's things like that. It's things like the, the floor, even in Nelson's cabin, which is the, obviously the best cabin on the ship, the floor is like that. You know, it's not level. It, it mm. goes with the with the, the role of the of the ship, you know, so it, it's it's on wow. on, on a camber. Wow. 
you know, oh. and there was there were lots of things there that I hadn't realized. Like there was something that all the guns were chained to the middle of the deck because obviously when you fire the cannon, it goes backwards and then forwards again. Well, if wow. it goes too far forward, it'll fly out the side of the ship and break the ship. So they have to have a chain on the cannon to stop it falling forward too far. Wow. As well as a chain on the other side to stop it going back too far. See, but that's what blows wow. my mind is the cannons. Because when you see, you know, we've got these historic paintings behind us. That's the victory. Yeah. And I'd love these paintings of the ships mm -hmm. because it really gives you, again, like you're saying, this idea of what it was like for them. Like. So many people, it's like a village on a ship, right? When you yes. think about it, some villages don't even have that many people that would be on the ship, you know? Yeah. And when you look at it and then you see these these fights where they'll go and get their ships so close and cannon yeah. fire at each other, you're yeah. like, holy cow, you're gonna go down. I mean, it's like yeah. suddenly, boom. It, it's it's just like the wars when they started marching towards each other and just shooting at each other. I was like, I'm sorry, but I that's think that's crazy. a little that that's absolutely that's mental in your words. Yes, it's crazy. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. that's crazy. I would I wouldn't sign up for that, but that was what it was like back then. Yeah. Is you know, there wasn't so there was this... close. Yeah, as you, say, yeah. you know what what they used to do very often is they used to board from one ship to the other. If they got mm -hmm. close enough, they that. would yeah. jump. They would jump from one ship to the other with swords, and they yeah. would go hand-to-hand -hand contact, a uh, combat. And then, you know, if you that, go overboard, there could be a shark overboard. I mean, well, that's the least of your problems. No, I, yeah. I don't know, man. That's kind of freaky <laughs> to me. It's like, oh, I, you know, because you're bleeding, and the sharks are, you know, all of this yeah. blood and gore is happening, and the sharks are like. Oh, cool. Yippee. They're having a fight. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Not being funny. I think I'd rather die by having a shark bite me in half than die through drowning because I don't think I'd like that very much. Drowning is painful. That's not uh, good. I, I, so is a shark bite. <laughs> yeah, but, that's, that, but shark bite, sharks are cool. But yeah, no. it's, well, they are. You know, no. at least we're feeding feeding the animal planet. But the the, the when you look at these these cannons, you know, when we go to the parks here, these historic parks, and you see how big these cannons are, oh, yeah. yeah, and the and the photos you were you were showing, I always look at this and I go, how much work it is. I mean, I remember filming mm -hmm. a Civil War reenactment in Yuma, Arizona, and they would set these things off. I could barely keep my camera on the tripod because I jumped, and it just was so loud. Yeah, and it's just so loud. So you've got to think. Here you are at sea, and it's smoking. You're on this boat, this ship. It is not a fun, mm -hmm. it's not a cruise. It's not a pleasure cruise. It's not like, oh, can I have my cocktail now? But no, you're cramps. You have to pee overboard, you know, since you're a guy. And here it is. Now we're going to get these giant, massive cannons. These things are huge. Well, I mean, I don't even, and actually having the them on ship without when you look sinking at the, the ship, you know? When you look That's at amazing. the pictures, when you look at the pictures, you'll see how many cannons there were on each deck. Yeah. And can you imagine the the sheer noise and smoke and mm -hmm. smell of yeah. those cannon going off in a battle? You know, it, it would have been unbelievable. I mean, and there's, I just I can't mean, there's imagine. goats and pigs and chickens on there. <laughs> well, it would have been, they would have been on the on the passenger boats. No, but on the, yeah. On the other boats, there wouldn't have yeah. been livestock normally. But 
but just just the fact that you've got like 800 men and you've got all of these cannon that are constantly if one's not going off the next one is you know because obviously they they need to reload and then fire again but the whole situation and the the, the most amazing thing that i found out while i was there was that the 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 rooms where like nelson and hardy their cabins all of their walls were um removable oh. and that would all be if they were going to go into battle oh. they would disassemble all of their cabins all of their furniture and everything would go down below decks and the oh. cabin the cabins had already had cannon in them. If you look at the picture of mm. Nelson's bunk or Nelson's hammock, you'll see that there's two cannon, one either end of his bunk. That is because there were cannon ready to fire from Nelson's bedroom, basically. Wow. And, and that was amazing to think that, that yeah. every inch of the ship that could be used would be used. And it's not like just pushing a button either. No. You know. <laughs> What about like when when you think they're going to go into battle for whatever reason? What about what the weather's like? Like sometimes they have really big swells and waves, and other yeah, yeah. times you don't. So I mean, how yeah. do you even shoot? That I suppose that's why they had to get so close, is because how do you aim when the ships are doing that? You know, and the waves are doing this, and one and someone up, hijacks and your boat there. with a sword comes after you while you're trying to balance and shoot. Well, and people know. are jumping in over the side with swords. I mean, no wonder he had his own cannons in his bedroom. <laughs> well, you know, it, it is it is amazing once you actually sit down and think about these things. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. this is what this is what family history. And, mm -hmm. and history in general mm -hmm. is all about. It's not mm -hmm. just thinking, oh, my ancestor was at the Battle of Trafalgar or my yeah. ancestor was in the American Civil War or whatever. What I need to do as a family historian is to actually understand what it was like for him or her to mm -hmm. be present at such a place as that. So now I've now learned what it was like for somebody. Well, I'm It's bravery. Learned. I mean... It is bravery. I've got an idea. I've got a better idea now what it was like for somebody mm -hmm. who served in Nelson's Navy or for somebody who served right. in Henry VIII's Navy. Whereas before, before I actually visited those ships, yes, I knew it was a hard life and I knew it weren't easy and mm -hmm. I knew I probably wouldn't have liked it. But I didn't really have it in my head because I hadn't been there. But now I have, I've got a completely different picture. Mm -hmm. Total respect for all of these people who did it. You know, yeah, I, there's no way that I'd, I'd have been running the other direction. See, but this is this is the thing about going back to history and and also as we're being becoming such a politically correct world and our freedom of speech. I'm not <laughs> saying that we should be rude or racist or anything no, like no, that. No, no but mm -hmm. I mean it's getting to a point, you know, of. When you look in the past of, there were a lot of bad things that happened in the past, obviously like slavery, right? Oh, and yeah. um, apartheid in South Africa, things like that. Um, so there were bad things always, but when we look at about how our life is now and you think about what people went through then, 
I mean, we do have a lot of luxury compared to what was, you know, everybody's in a different circumstance. So let me be politically correct and ungeneralized. But, <laughs> but you see what I do? You, but you see what I mean? It's so. like that's why I say about being on a slave ship, being a soldier. It, the people that were on there really went through basically hell to yeah. accomplish whatever slaves were just put on there and it's like good luck to you and by the way you are now you know certified livestock when you get to the states you know yeah so i think a lot of this Crazy. we've got to look at that and go these people you know over here we just say they they got bollocks uh oh i said it glenn oh. i said that. oh no. but girl. it's true it is true they had chutzpah and um bravery that i think we've we've got to kind of look at stand we as as human beings have to these people stood up for something and yeah. you know slaves coming through you could just go well this really sucks bad i'm just gonna end it or whatever and yet the what they continued to still have hope and to congregate where they could and try and make a change where they could I think we've got to look at that as these people who really went out on a limb, no matter you know the circumstance. Today, we should be looking at that instead of being babies about things. You know, we don't want to stand up and say, th <laughs> I'm trying to be politically correct and it's just not so, happening. Okay, but we just, whine, we tend to whine as a society about things and maybe, you know, just spout off instead of actually doing something the spouting off and the whining and the arguments on social media that is nothing compared to what has happened in these when you think about what these people went through see what okay. i mean so that i'm just saying there's a big difference and there's a people who do really brave but things today so they didn't you know you know different you're looking back okay yeah they didn't know any different for them what was real was what was real right then they didn't think into the future and like, oh, I, I would rather take a luxury liner than, you know, the victory. No. <laughs> you know, they didn't, have, they didn't I know. I think that, that is a very important point in that when, I don't, know, I don't know whether you had the same sort of television programs as we do, but there have been several programs. Uh, one of them was called, for instance, the Victorian House, where they mm -hmm. took a family and they put them in a Victorian house Cool. and they had to live like the victorians lived yeah. mm -hmm. right now that is it on the face of it quite a good experiment membership fees apply after free trial cancel anytime can i be real for a second that goal you have to exercise and eat better you really can do it but nobody is going to do it for you and nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Yeah, it is. But it isn't. Like but it isn't because they haven't got the Victorian head. If I put a Victorian yeah. in a Victorian house, they would know what to do and how to do it. If you put me in a Victorian house, I don't know how to do the basics. And I think the, the big difference is for a lot of us is that we are looking back at people with mm -hmm. our expectations rather yes. than their expectations. And yes, it, it wasn't, it wasn't nice for the sailors because they were all cramped and they were 
surrounded by noise and smell and mm -hmm. they must have been petrified but that was what they knew mm -hmm. and for us that is an an unacceptable way to live the same as the way that my for instance my great 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 grandparents lived in a two well a one and a half bedroom house with one and a half rooms downstairs and there were 12 of them living in the house that's mm. an unacceptable way to live today but for right. them that was quite run of the mill that was quite normal in fact that's some of them why we, would have said, that's so why we made lovely. changes but yeah, I mean, that's history is people not liking a circumstance and changing it. Yeah. That's history. But I think I think what we need to do as historians is to mm -hmm. get the full picture so mm -hmm. we can understand more about the people who were living through that. So right. I now know a little bit more about the conditions on board a ship during right. Henry VIII's reign and also during the 1805 at the Battle of Trafalgar. Um, which I didn't know before. So I can have a little bit more of an idea and and treat the people that I know about from them periods with, with a bit more respect. That's what I'm saying. It's it's like it's so funny because even when you're I was reading your article and you talked about the food situation, there's no refrigeration. Mm -hmm. And no, then no. you're like, so you're you've got beer and 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 biscuits, hard biscuits. So I go, okay, mm -hmm. we've got ginger snap cookies and beer. That doesn't sound good. I mean, bad first. And then you go, you know, those cookies are not going to taste good. And you know, that beer is that sour, warm, ew, like and whatever's then, going know, off the ship. There's going to be mold. And I know they're just going to cut off a little bit of the mold. They're not going to throw They're not going to cut the mold off. Why are they going to cut gonna the mold it? off? Of course you've got to eat it. Ew. 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 Why would why would you cut mold off? Oh, it's a plant species. Eat it. It's, it's mushrooms. You, you, you got you got no food, so you're gonna eat anything and everything. Wow! Oh, wow! Dude, it's but man. The, this is thing, crazy. You see, you see the other thing. Although we think, oh, that's nice. They got beer. The only reason they had beer was that was the easiest way to take water. Because if you had water, it would be rotten and it would go stagnant. Mm. If you mm. turned it into beer, it would last longer and it would keep fresher in a way because it was it was already it was fermented, partially, yeah. yeah, partially worked. Mm. I mean, sure. my and we're talking about the you know the, the early days, but my grandmother, who in the nineteen it would have been the uh, mid twenties, nineteen twenties, she worked for a brewing family in Kings Lynn. Well, she, she went to work for a brewing family mm. in Kings Lynn. She was taken down to the servants' quarters on her first day, and they served her a jug of beer. And she said, I don't drink beer. And they said, well, that's what the servants drink, because that's cheaper than purifying the water. Wow. And that wow. is why they used beer. And it was wow. a very weak, it was a very weak beer, mm. but it was cheaper to make beer than it was to actually purify Cheap the water. water. Wow. So, you know, that they are the sort of things that I need hmm. to understand about. So why people are walking drink. around with a beer buzz early in the morning. You that know, was weak. It, it was, was weak. Very, yeah. very weak. It wasn't it wasn't. It wasn't this was intended say, to get you. This drunk. wasn't it's a craft beer movement. Just, yeah. No, no, no. no. It was a very it was a very weak beer, just brewed long enough to make it safe to keep. And, wow. and that was the sort of things that they did. 
you know, but again, that is the sort of things that you need to understand when you hear that they took beer on board and all they had was beer and chips, biscuits, because mm. if not, you, you're going to think like you thought, oh, great. You know, I've got some of them. Cookies and beer, Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, a, and a glass of craft beer. So they're all drunk, crossing the ocean, drinking yeah. beer, and eating cookies. No, it's like, here comes another guy's <laughs> jumping off the other ship with a sword. You're like, hey, wait, just hold on. I need another sip of my beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> take time for a cool one. <laughs> yeah, take time, you know, but, but it's, but this is really, I mean, that's why I said the B word, because it's just, I can't even, the, the, um, the sheer bravery and the tenacity to go follow through on this because once you're out you're out at sea there's no saying excuse yes. me i'd like to go back home you know that's not happening no. and so the the bravery of everyone and, and even those you know that were coming to another country for you know seeking freedom right uh, from religious yes. you know persecution yep that's a huge bravery too one thing before you go i wanted to touch on with family history is you know, we talk a lot about family history of like the Mayflower and families coming over and yeah. starting. And here we are in New England when we're talking to you. How cool is that? I mean, we're right, right. here. We're around the corner from, as GPS says, Norwich, Norwich. I'm like going, no, no, no. Glenn would say no. But, um, yeah. you know, it, these and, and this is something going back to your history, too, when you discovered your relatives in Canada, you know, these ships. Mm. Um, the family history is tied to soldiers and military history. So looking mm -hmm. at ship records is a way, right, to find out more about your relatives, not just the ships that were carrying passengers, but look at soldiers' records. Yeah, I mean, it, it's amazing what you can find out about common or garden soldiers. Um, one of my ancestors, the one who I, um, I visited, so to speak, uh, in Nova Scotia, in Halifax, um, his his record tells me that he went to Halifax in Nova Scotia in 1815 because he was in in the British Army, uh, and you know he came back again. But it actually tells me that he was in in Halifax in Nova Scotia, so he would have had to sail across the Atlantic twice. Wow. You know, he went See? across to Canada, and then he went back again to come back to England. Wow. You know, now that that's amazing. You know, a and, and a lot of people did that. I was amazed when I did some research about 17th century travel that there were people who were literally sometimes going backwards and forwards. You know, mm -hmm. they, they, they didn't just come to America and stay there. One of the men who went over with Abraham Lincoln's ancestors, he went to Hingham in Massachusetts um, mm -hmm. because he came from Hingham in Norfolk. Um, but he, he returned to Hingham in Norfolk. Well, I, I think he must have been quite mad after he's already gone over there once. You wouldn't, mm -hmm. wouldn't take the journey back again unless you really had to. So I, 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 wow. I was amazed when I found that people were doing more than one crossing, apart from um, the... Apart from the sailors, obviously but, they are. They were obviously tougher because they didn't know, like we we know the comforts of today. So you would think I'd never do that back then, but you do yeah. it today. Hmm. Yeah, it's, you it's know what they did. But that's that's you know that's what I think the power of family and, history and is. You start to understand too about who you are. Do you possess that that same spirit? You know, or yeah you know have those traits and you know you you kind of you have a respect that you you may not have had of you know your your ancestry when you see that when 
you saw these two ships. I mean, this is so recent. Did yes. you think about your Canadian ancestor or the ancestor that went to Canada and back? Did you yeah, think of I mean, him while yeah. you were there on those bo aboard the ship? I mean, that's crazy yeah. that you even could stand on the victory. Like yeah, they would I actually mean, let you on. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, not the, you in person. Not you yeah, in particular. I, knew, I, know, what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> they let Glenn on board. You never know. <laughs> yeah. He's going to go um, to the bathroom. <laughs> the, the victory was, you know, contemporary to, to when my ancestor went across the Atlantic. It was in six, uh, 1805, and he went over there about 1815. So you're only talking 10 years. So yeah. you're talking about the same sort of ship that he would have went across the Atlantic on. And, and it's amazing, you know, it, to think that uh, a bloke from, from mid-Norfolk who probably hadn't been on a ship that size ever in his life suddenly got on this ship and mm -hmm. was going to the unknown. And then when he was over there, he got, a, he got an eye infection. So he had to come home again. And, and he ended wow. up back in the same village again. And then, you know, thankfully he did, because then I'm here. But yeah. you know, when, it was quite funny that you're talking about whether we inherit the traits of people. Um, I obviously don't inherit his um, sense of adventure because I, I live um, about six miles from where I grew up. So. <laughs> but you went after him you went to canada to look for his, his oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know what, well, you we, again we're looking back so you know for them maybe this might sound really silly but maybe um they felt that um things were quite okay that it was comfy yeah maybe even luxurious to them yeah i mean they had no to... reason to leave which yeah. is why they were still there you know. Wow. Wow. Glenn, always, always a good time with you on the show. Always fascinating. And of course, we we all behave, don't we? We did good about right. toilets. Most of us. Uh-oh. Don't don't let your mother <laughs> hear this. No, I won't. <laughs> oh, come on. It's not that bad of a word. <laughs> it, I'm sorry, but the bloomers were worse. Okay. <laughs> Those two well, the I bloomers. Uh-oh, I won't but say But then it. you did say politically correct. I really think that that's a phrase that should go away because there's nothing correct about politicians politics. or politics. <laughs> there's no such thing as politically. That's the most ironic saying ever. I think you it's know. meant to be sarcastic now. Yeah, it, it is. There's, I'm just tired of it. But, um, yeah. you know, I'm not there to be rude to people or anything like that. I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs> but um, everyone, uh, Glenn's website is norfolk dash tours.co.uk again his articles are on blendradioandtv.com as well as nationalparktraveling.com glenn is on the show every fourth saturday so keep up with us at bigblendradio.com thank you glenn and uh, thanks for putting mm. up with us <laughs> yes. yeah lo lovely to chat to you as usual <laughs> thank you that's